Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Good morning, friends. So when, let me get this on the right page, hold on. When we think about the history of the world, we think about what are the things that have happened that have been the most influential things that have changed the course of history, we probably think about the rise and falls of certain kings or kingdoms or certain wars that happened, right? Those sorts of big things. Maybe, like in our own country, think of the Civil War, think of the Great Depression, or think of World War I, World War II. Like these are some big, big things, right, that have changed the history of the world. But what we get to celebrate today in this Mass, this feast day, it's the conversion of Saint. Her conversion of Saint Paul, Saint Paul. Can I hear you say Paul on the count of three? One, two, three. Oh my gosh, wake up, people. Here we go. Conversion of St. Paul. The conversion of St. Saint. Paul. Okay, all right. Conversion of St. Paul. This conversion, this feast day today, is arguably one of the most influential things that has ever happened in the history of the world. This one man, this one man meeting Jesus changed history. It changed the history of the world, not just the history of religion, not just the history of the Jewish people, not just the history of the church or the history of religion. It quite literally has changed the history of the world. When this one man met Jesus and said yes. St. Paul, he, was, he wrote 25% of the New Testament. 25%, that's a huge chunk of the New Testament, all those letters that he wrote. He was the first theologian, really. He was the first one to reflect on like the meaning of Jesus. What does it mean that God took on flesh? What does it mean that God became one of us and then suffered and died on a cross and rose from the dead? What does that mean? What does it mean that God entered into the life of a chosen people called Israel and made these promises and brought these promises to fulfillment in this person of Jesus? Like quite literally, Paul, by reflecting on Jesus and his passion, his death, his resurrection, he he was showing the world, he was thinking through these things, and he's just seeing that if this is true, if this story is true, if this story is true, then it it's changes everything. It has to change everything. It has to change the way that we understand who we are. It has to change the way that we relate to each other. What does it mean to be in relationship? What does it mean to be part of a country? It, it, it's changed governments and laws and, like... In every way, in every way, it's true to say that if it wasn't for a St. Paul, we would live in a very, very different world. We live in a very different world. But he wasn't always St. Paul. Right? That's the point of today. He wasn't always St. Paul. He was Saul of Tarsus. We hear about this in the first reading. He's telling us who he was. And who he was was not someone who was on the team. Listen to this. Paul, he's talking about himself. He said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus, in Cilicia, brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. Who is Gamaliel? Gamaliel was the high priest. He was 
the smartest dude in, Ju- in Judaism at the time, right? So Paul was studying, Saul was studying under the smartest guy. He was being formed to be the next high priest. Does that sound like a big deal? Yes or yes? Yes, it's a big deal. Saul was a brilliant young man. He was a brilliant kid, educated strictly in our ancestral law and was zealous. Zealous, meaning really passionate, zealous for God, just as all of you are today. So much so, he says this, I persecuted Christians. Persecuted Christians. How? Binding both men and women, dragging them out of their houses, delivering them to prison. This is what he was doing. He was so convinced, he was so convinced that Christianity was false that he wanted to stamp it out. So convinced. He even goes to the priest and says, give me letters of permission, letters of authority to go to this town called Damascus where I hear there's a lot of Christians. Let me go there and I will, I will end the rebellion. So they say go and he starts going. And the story he tells us in this first reading is he's going along and this light comes from heaven and it knocks him to the ground and he hears this voice, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? Notice that Jesus didn't say, why are you persecuting my followers? He says, why are you persecuting me? And Saul's lying on the ground, ah, looking like a flipped over turtle. Ah, right? He goes, who are you? Who are you? And he says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Right? This moment, friends, Jesus, Jesus breaks into his life. And notice how he broke into his life. Right? Was he overwhelmed with like fear and condemnation? Jesus comes down on him, Saul, you're going to go to hell. You're the worst. Rah! Is that what he says? No. He wasn't overwhelmed with fear and condemnation. He was overwhelmed with love. He was overwhelmed with love. That's what changed. He met this love that just it's inexplicable. It's like it doesn't, there's just nothing else like it. And the thing is, when you meet this kind of love, it changes your life. It changed his life. And it set him on this mission to go change the world, to tell everybody about this Jesus. That's what he did. He spent the rest of his life traveling 8,000 miles, walking, over mountain ranges and being shipwrecked and being beaten and stoned nearly to death and imprisoned and like, he's like, I have to tell the world about this love. Raise your hand if you've been to Damascus, Camp Damascus, for like retreat or, okay, a good chunk of us. So those who don't have your hands up yet, don't worry, you will, it's coming. Damascus is this awesome place down by, by Columbus where they hold retreats. You've done faith and, faith and science retreat. Who's done faith and science retreat? Leadership retreat? Confirmation retreat? Okay, all right. They, they named that place Damascus because of this story today. That might have not been obvious, but I wanted to make it obvious. They named that place after this story today because that's the place where so many thousands of people have met the Lord have met that love and it's changed their life. Like I know, I know many of you who've been there could probably tell a very similar story to St. Paul. On the road to Damascus, at Damascus, I met Jesus, I was overwhelmed by his love and it changed my life. It changed my life. Friends, here's, what, here's where I wanna land the plane. I wanna reflect on this, that I, I think that the church 
invites us to reflect on the conversion of St. Paul. We have this feast, the conversion of St. Paul. Why? Not, not so much, I don't think, for us to look back only at St. Paul and say, wow, that was a really cool conversion. Now, I think the church invites us to reflect on the conversion of St. Paul every year to, for us to be reminded of what happens when one person says yes to Jesus. Like, like Saul had no idea Saul had no idea that when he got up from the ground and said yes to Jesus and began following Jesus, he had no idea the impact it would make, not only on his life, but on the lives of those around him. And for the thousands of years afterwards, he had no idea what his yes would mean. Like, you have no idea what your yes will mean. You have no idea what it will mean for you to say yes to Jesus. The lives that will be affected, like the ripples that go out, you have no idea how far they're going to go. You have no clue. But there is so much power in one person's conversion, one heart like yours, like yours, like yours, like mine. One heart that says, yes, yes, I will follow. So friends, I want us to, to have a second to close our eyes enter into a little moment of prayer and quiet in our own hearts. And let's just say yes again to Jesus in our own way, just in the silence of our hearts. Yes, Lord, I commit to following you. Even though I have no idea what that will mean, even though I have no idea where that will take me, I commit to following you. Let's give him our yes again today. Like St. Paul. Because that could change the world.